So, um, in light of everything that's happening currently, uh, apparently uh, in the corporate world, or I guess in the everyday work environment, uh, people of a certain race may not enjoy people of color taking their jobs or at least getting promotions over them. Um, And apparently it's sparking a conversation now more than ever because in light of everything that's happened last year and over COVID, um, a lot of companies are rapidly, quote unquote, trying to fill the diversity quotas. (laughs) And it's it's appalling to see how they're falling on their faces trying to do this. It's ridiculous. Unfortunately, I have no way of building up that. <laughs> I mean, why, why do you want me to... Okay, maybe... Capitalism, America maybe, still sucks, you know? Maybe, like, it's not even America. Like, that's what I say. Maybe Uchi would attest to this because I know how I feel whenever I'm applying for a job and there's always that question where it's like, do you identify as a visible minority? And I'm like, why Why do you need to know this? I'm always like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> like, I... I, mean, I like... I almost sometimes I almost just don't answer it anymore because I'm just like no, no. I, I mean they have a non-applicable I mean, answer, right? There is a non-applicable answer, but the way I like look, I'm not just out here trying to say you should or shouldn't feel about it, right? Mm-hmm. The way I was told is that if that if me answering like yes I am Black African gives me a bad chance of getting that job, I'm gonna do it. Oh no, yes, like I am you should Black do African. it, but like, it's just like. It becomes. You want to get the job when you're married. Well, yes, that. I don't and want also, to say this is a. Well, sorry, Pam. I'll let you go as soon as I'm done this. But it's just also you get, like, I've been exposed enough in the corporate world now to know that typically in meetings they'd go, forty um, percent of our employment uh, pool is visible minorities, and we are proud of this. You know, and it's like. <sighs> What? You know, I will build off that after Pam says yeah, something. Yeah, okay, Pam, you can go. See, I feel like the visible and the minority question is almost like asking, like, you know how about 10, 15 years ago, or even, actually, maybe even longer, how it was like, do you identify as a woman question on job applications? Like, not say equivalent, but, like, that almost what it's sad like because remember how men were complaining that women were taking their jobs and like even i know on the government applications there's visible mind the visible minority question and then what is your gender mm-hmm. because even though women i don't know what this is but a couple I think years that, ago, it was like women make up 65 percent of the workforce or something like that i think it was I think, like yeah, sorry, finish. Go ahead. No, it's like, even though women make up like a large workforce now, it's still, it seems like if you're a identify as a woman, it's one of those questions you're going to, if you are female or identifying as female, you're going to put it because it might give you that slight likelihood of being the job over a male. But at the same time, it's like what Uchi said, it should come down to credentials. It shouldn't matter gender ethnicity race all that i don't think it, that's I mean, to but I, I have to put a quick asterisk when i say it like that it should be based on your merits i'm not saying it like how every single i don't want to say white person but white person says it when they get mad someone else takes a job yeah like that's I, when i say like in an ideal world where racism and structural uh, structural racism and capitalism and all that kind of stuff didn't work like the mm-hmm. way it does work now. It should, but it doesn't. And that's why all this stuff exists now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's ultimately like, a band-aid solution, right? Right it's, now... It's the best we can do. And as, like, I'm not going through hiring press right now, but my office is, and right now we have, like, very few qualified candidates to fill the position in our office but i mean it also doesn't help they have to move to middle of nowhere northern saskatchewan that definitely chips I think that has a bigger on bearing that. on it than people yeah. not with no credentials yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like, I was just gonna say it's expanding now too because like now it's even going especially with last month it's like do you identify as a visible minority and now do you identify as a member of the lgbtq community and i'm just like 
okay, but you're working. Like, what? you know, like, I understand, like, this plays a... Like, the fact that your sexual orientation plays a factor in your hiring process just baffles me. I'm like, that shouldn't even matter. You know what I mean? But it apparently it does. No. You know? So, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, look. Look at the bright side. I'd rather ask my sexual friend, her friends when I'm getting hired instead of asking if I'm dead in the future or not. I was looking for a segue. Like, I do See, do it a, all I was going to say, all I was going to say is we need to, we need to stop putting people I'm in sorry. a box. Otherwise, we're going to have a tomorrow war to no. fight. No, no. We, we need to see if they're a woman. We need to is woman the other lgbtq we need to see if they're dead either in 2049. way <laughs> in, tom in the war tomorrow it doesn't matter we're all gonna be drafted <laughs> no i'm gonna survive you can't die pam <laughs> why did we have such a for a stupid i don't movie? i don't know in that way i don't know i mean we're just gonna we're just gonna skip the fact that the Wait, smartest person in the world is a real? biology teacher i really want to say something real quick because uchi says i can go die uchi if we were a movie together we would be the first to die i am the no i'm sorry no in it's sam. sam no sam's darker than me <laughs> See, he's like the trendy new You see, Uchi, the difference the difference is I'm the black guy with the silver tongue. I'm the I'd be like the Kevin Hart. I'd just survive stupidly. That's the that's the that's the difference. That's the difference. I'm sorry. You have a silver tongue. I'm sorry, you're Nigerian. Exactly. As the like silver tongue, the no silver tongued, two faced person always survives. If movies have taught you anything, I'll sell, I'll sell you out first. I'll sell you out first. <laughs> I'm light skinned. I'll survive. We're going on like seven and a half minutes for right, our so called. Let's, yeah, we're starting the show. Welcome to Northern Critic Podcast. I'm your co-host Sam Shinobi. Uchi Smaka. Michael Lavakshoff. And Pam Henshark. What was that, Michael? It was like a pause in the middle of your name. Uh that was definitely you. Yeah, no one paused. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Come on, bro. The latency. Wow. That's your net going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> there were there was just my I think you should shut your video off because it will kill your internet. It is getting bad. I don't know um, why I sell you up there in Saskatchewan, but that's bad. I have to it's, call and upgrade my internet. It's premium Canadian internet is what it is. It's, it's premium middle of nowhere northern Saskatchewan internet. That's <laughs> the PG rated version. And listen my cousin was getting like nine mb down and i was like no i can survive on that listen i in the city i grew up on two <laughs> yeah I, say, I think i grew up about one or two yeah listen hey remember listen. dial up yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> oh you can't just keep saying listening if i say i'm saying no because you, you keep talking over me so i can't say anything well, yet okay. welcome to how i feel sam when you talk for me <laughs> The worst thing is the lady, and it makes it difficult to coordinate. So, uh, mm -hmm. Sam, you've now been handed the speaking stick. Yes. What I was going to say is, it's kind of scary. This is his third expedition out into the future. I don't know what they've seen it's, over it's, there, it's, but... It's, it's, it's Pam's expedition up to northern Saskatchewan. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's Pam's you know tour. I've been here for nine months. <laughs> And have not come home. I am, I am shining, I am shining light on the brilliant dialogue in this movie. That's what I'm trying to do, because. And I know it wasn't expedition. It was third tour. This is third tour. 
<laughs> also, listen. Also, you see that guy brooding in the. <laughs> he's really, really mean. Also, you see, you see, you see those guys, those football players. They're the best in the world in what they do. Just like you should be the best in the world at what you want to do, because you have to be willing to do what no one else will. <laughs> so, what movie are we watching, Sam? <laughs> The dialogue, my goodness. Hey, you want to know what? We... This is like one of the few movies where Chris Pratt only has his shirt off in like one scene. <laughs> right? We and are... he wasn't even that ripped, so it wasn't no. worth it. We exactly. are reviewing The Tomorrow War. Uh, the Tomorrow War is a... Dumbest 20... name ever. Right? Um, the Tomorrow War is a 2021 American military science fiction film. Directed by Chris McKay. Um, Chris McKay actually sounds very familiar. I'm pretty sure he's done other things. What have you, what have you done, Chris McKay? Um, oh, right. He was in charge of Nightwing. No wonder. Um, and also Lego Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the dialogue makes sense. Oh, really? Yep. Mm. Um, it is produced by David Ellison, Dana Goldberg, Don Granger, and David S. Gover. Um, and written by Zach Dean. The film stars Chris Pratt, who also executive produced the film as well. Um, also stars Yvonne Strahovski, a very, very beautiful woman, by the way. Um, J.K. Simmons, Betty Glippen, I think that's how it's pronounced, Sam Richardson, and Edwin Hodge. Um, it follows a mix of present-day soldiers and civilians sent into the future to fight an alien army, um, even though they technically... I, I don't know. Their backstory is weird. Um, originally, anyway, yeah. <laughs> originally set for the theatrical release by Paramount Pictures, the film's distribution rights were acquired by Amazon due to COVID. Um, so this released on Amazon because of COVID. Um, another what thirteen dollars that COVID has saved us from uh, <laughs> wasted. Uh, but yeah, pretty much the plot follows a biology teacher and former Green Beret Dan Foster. Um, when he fails to get a job at a prestigious research center while watching the World Cup. Um, The soldiers from the year 2051 arrive to warn that humanity is on the brink of extinction due to a war with alien invaders referred to as White Spikes. The White Spikes will arrive in November 2048 and kill the majority of humanity three years later. In response... The world's militaries are sent into the future via a wormhole device called JumpLink, but fewer than 20% survive deployment to return in seven days, prompting an international draft. That That's the plot of this. Yeah. Who's going in first it's, for initial thoughts? A, I thought it was 30% came home, not 20. 27. Who cares? Uh, yeah. Or 20, rather. One sorry. in five. Yeah. Okay. Which which makes I'll sense in a way, but also not. Yes. Not. <laughs> Fire away. Like Pam said, this movie has a stupid name. <laughs> the Tomorrow War. That's a very dumb name. <laughs> the plot of this movie. Okay, let me not like just be a sarcastic. I generally have a problem with time travel movies because time travel movies are generally kind of hard to make work because once you poke a hole in a time travel movie it just all falls apart mm-hmm. this movie tried to like at least cover its bases everyone gets sent into the future has to ha- be dead in the future that way you can't do time paradox right mm-hmm. hey why can't you send us to before the war starts or oh, the time machine don't work like that you only got two points mm-hmm. how does the time machine work chewing gum and elastics we don't know mm-hmm. so it generally tried to to write to block off all these like user time movie time plus things right so i can give you a pass for that the dialogue is what you're saying i i just want to say the river and boats analogy was actually really well done i like yeah i like that That was that was a perfect illustration it's all the movie needed to tell us worked beautifully it's this is how time travel works in this movie deal with it yeah it closes off all the loopholes. It says why you can't go to this point, why you can't do this, why you can't do that. Perfect. Explains why time paradoxes don't don't work in this. Why time paradoxes don't exist in this movie. All that's perfect. Yep. And it didn't waste any time in its delivery. 
It yeah. was like a 30 second clip and we were good to go. Yeah. Oh, that exposition dump, Riley. Um, the dog in this movie, kind of stupid. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> kind of stupid. It's an understatement. But like, it's it's not the you know it's it's very stupid, right? Um, I'm gonna say I the aliens. I, I kind of like the design of the aliens. They were actually kind of terrifying. That was cool, and the way you know, they worked, I, right? I did like them. That yeah, was if anything, cool. the movie did well. I think they got uh, earned creative creativity points on their creatures. Yeah. So there's that. The action scenes were all right. Like nothing to write home about, except for them like. <laughs> Tagging an alien at the end that was stupid. <laughs> it's kind of stupid. I think the problem with this movie is when you can't start thinking about like the lot of aspects of this movie, you kind of like, yeah, it's stupid. It's like, um, to figure out where the aliens came from. Oh, it's a, it's called a volcano from China, but it's not really in China. It's actually. They Russia about the ad in China, so we have to bring back and we're gonna like pad the movie by an extra thirty minutes. That's kind of stupid. It's them adding an another like thirty minutes to the end of the movie that didn't need to be there. That's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. It this movie did not need to be this long. You did not need to add the scenes of like the time machine failing to work and then Oh, the time machine like and like stop working, and now he has to go on a mission to Russia to figure out where the aliens came from. I I did not need that part, right? I I would honestly been okay if it if the movie kind of fell into like a self uh self what fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, self fulfilling prophecy. Like the reason why he ended up abandoning his kid and wife is because now he had PTSD from going through the future, right? That kind of been, yeah. would have been a cool aspect, right? I said like no 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 he's a good guy he has to like figure it out and make it all perfectly work right um I almost I'm just gonna build off that for a quick second if that's okay Uchi mm-hmm. if honestly I think the movie what they could have done where they kept all that exposition at the end of him making everything perfect is if they somehow built it into the main plot where he was on one side, someone was on the other side, and they were kind of working back and forth to figure out where the hell these things came from. At the same time this war was going on. Might have been an interesting plot point, but I don't know. They were communicating over the wormhole, basically. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I guess so, but then now you add in logic of like, oh, why can't they just say, here's the message for 2049, keep this in a little box until the aliens pop out. Now you're kind of adding... Another paradox point in, right? I think, and I don't even know what I was going to say. Yes, now I realize the stupidest thing about this movie is actually when you think about it, the white, not white claws, white fangs. Uh, they figured out the white, like, white termina- spikes. Termina- white spikes. White spikes. What? Whatever the whatever the called. It's a stupid name. They are terminating monster that was sent down to a planet to clear out the planets so that the actual alien species can cam- come land right they they that that was just a theory i don't think they actually like no it's like... it's like it's kind of confirmed at the end when they got into the spaceship and they find those aliens hanging upside down <clears throat> the first thing they say is like oh those are not the white spikes right yeah, yeah but then the black and dude also said that the it, they were cargo weapons. Yeah, they were cargo, but then they yeah, crash landed. The so that doesn't mean they were necessarily coming to Earth. Because keep in mind, they've been technically no. on Earth for like billions of years, right? Like even probably before humans evolved, if they were yeah. underneath that much ice. So the I think it was the dad who was suggesting that they might have been on their way somewhere else, but they might have just crash landed on Earth, right? Yeah. So like, like no one knows. That was just a theory. We don't actually know. Yeah. We don't know, but functionally, the white spikes were a bioweapon gone mm-hmm. wrong in this. Yes, sense. or maybe they were supposed to be released. Maybe or maybe or maybe I it was it. a prison. It was a prison convoy. Like we don't know. Maybe it was it. Like that's the thing. You don't know. Yeah. Regardless, so many unanswered questions that don't need you know, to be answered. I, exactly. I don't even have my point anymore. It's gone. <laughs> Overall, this movie's kind of there, right? I don't. I don't think it's the worst movie I've ever watched, but it's also not that good. It's the last thirty minutes are such a long bore that it kind of 
detracts from the movie. The characters are not even that interesting. I, I, I felt very little for the main character. I felt very little for his daughter, whether past or future. Also, quick little random point. Amazon, you know, like Amazon Prime's got that thing where it can give you details about like characters, right? Like who's the actor for this character? Yeah. Like I remember I paused it at like one quick second because I needed to check something, right? So I paused it, the little thing came out and said, uh, insert character, actor name plays little girl, like the younger version. I was like, oh, he's going to meet his daughter in the future then. Mm-hmm. So like, shout oh, out to that, I, the movie. I knew that yeah. was gonna coming from a mile away. That wasn't even as soon as they were foreshadowing her being the best in the world at something. I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, that was pretty predictable. I would prefer yeah. she just straight up died. Like his whole family just died. You know, that cool. That would have been if he they just yeah. died and he realized there's no point in him trying to fight that future war that way. Well, that's why he abandons his wife and kids. Well, because even so in the I'm tr- very sick at the moment. Yeah, because even in the trailer, like, I watched the trailer initially, right? And even in the trailer, he's like, I need to save my daughter, other, like, before the war even starts. So that's like, I already knew that something happened to, with, with his daughter. Just for, The trailer gave it away, if anything. Yeah. But anyway, like I said, I, I don't, I didn't like this movie. Yeah. I just, I kind of thought it was bad. Uh, who's going up next? I guess I can. I'll be a okay. dissenting opinion because I kind of like the movie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, so the points you raised about dialogue being pretty bad, completely true, right? Dialogue in this movie was not engaging in the slightest. It was very functional. It was like this is the emotional beat where he's going to like sort of try and convince his daughter to be good, right? And so it it was very obviously telegraphing stuff in that way Mm -hmm. um but i don't think that's a problem because that wasn't what this movie was trying to do this movie was trying to be like a really stupid action movie with a bunch of crazy set pieces and some what i thought was actually intense action like for example the way that the movie set the scene for that staircase sequence it didn't actually show us the white spikes up until that point and then when they come out it's kind of shocking i thought that was legitimately well executed so like yes the dialogue is bad um yes the plot is pretty contrived um but i think if you're going into that movie trying to pick apart plot it's kind of missing the point um i'm not saying that the movie is particularly good in like as a intelligent movie but i do think it's a really good action thriller because it has i don't know i i just like the monster design i kind of like the tension and i want to say the end of the second act i actually thought was pretty well done um the way that it was sort of it it needed a little bit of tuning but the way it sort of uh had his character arc wrap up with his daughter eventually getting killed and he's flashing back to the past that felt like the end of the movie Mm -hmm. now like as we you touched on where the movie really lost itself was that third and final act um i don't know what inspired them to do that because that like 40 minutes before the movie ended the movie felt like it was ending so i don't know what inspired them to have this final last little sequence they could have said and then we found then we created weapons and we clapped them the moment they came down from or beat them right mm-hmm. um it just felt on so i get pet theory is either they wanted to just extend the movie for some reason or they had like a different story planned originally where he's gonna like connect with his dad and his experience with his daughter in the future was gonna inspire that but then chris pratt like correctly portray that kind of character so that wouldn't have really worked as a story right like they needed to cast somebody who would have been a bit more in front of his family who was like repeating the same cycle his father did so there, that was a problem as well mm-hmm. um i'm kind of rambling here but basically i think that if this movie had just cut off the last 40 minutes it would have been substantially better and because i i was legitimately enjoying the movie i didn't notice these flaws to the extent that uchi did when i was watching it on my first way through like and i got to the i got to that minus 40 from the end point i was like holy i actually enjoyed this and then the movie didn't stop and i went oh no it's about to ruin it 
and then it did. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, like I said last week, right? It was goodwill. You gotta forgive a movie for a lot of stuff, right? And it starts really adding up. Like all the yeah, battles no. keep piling, then you're like, oh no. That third act was critical mass. Um, <laughs> I could overlook the dumb stuff to get the, to get them into the future to have these ten scenes, but then once we're in like the Arctic or whatever, <clears> we just come on, stop it. Uh, uh, I guess I, I'll even. Okay. Yeah. Last thing I want to add, though. I remember when I was watching it in the future, and they're, like, putting bullets into these aliens, and the aliens aren't going down. I'm thinking, like, okay, this doesn't make sense. What space-firing race would be like that? This is some... This is, this is like, some bioweapons stuff, right? It, like, mm -hmm. these aren't aliens. These are bio-engineered weapons to eradic eradicate life on a planet. So I felt a little vindicated when that's what they <laughs> said at the end of the movie. Right. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, that... The, so... Here's the thing. The one thing I would give this movie credit for is that it was entertaining. And I did text this to Uchi as well. It was stupid, but it was sort of entertaining, right? Um, yeah. The dialogue was <laughs> was funny, like just hilarious. I laughed. I legitimately laughed at the scene where his daughter died because of how just how it was executed. It was so weird. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, because it, it I, was maybe, very Resident Evil uh, Degeneration or whatever the name of that movie not is even for Zack Snyder's not even that it was just yeah. it was it was very like I don't know how you can make a death so funny when it's supposed to be serious because she's she like she got mufasa essentially well not really she you, you, get, you get the point right there's like he's holding yeah. on to her and then the queen to fall into the swarm. Yeah, and then the queen is holding on to the to the rail, and you know he's like, "I'm not going to let go," and she's like, <laughs> letting go, and then she falls in slow you motion, which is like, why? <laughs> why is this happening? What kind of vibes I got from that scene? I don't know if you guys remember the movie The Guardian that came out like, oh god, ten, thirteen years ago. What is it about again? Ashton Kutcher. It's a um, search and rescue lifeguard tech, like those guys yeah. that go in the ocean. Anyways, there's a scene where I cannot think of his name. He's it's not Bruce Willis, but he's kind of that kind of character. Where at the end, um, Ashton, Ashton Kutcher is hanging off the helicopter, holding on to like his basically senior officer, and then he just like unclips his glove and then like falls back into the ocean in slow motion to be never seen from again. That's what I thought of when I saw this scene. See, I, I hate it when movies do that because here's the thing. It's a trope. And this might be a controversial opinion. I think, however, that th this is my opinion. Um, the only movie I've ever seen that has done the whole character dying by fall from a height trope, the only movie that's actually done that well was the Amazing Spider-Man Two movie with Andrew Garfield when uh, was that was, was it Emma, the was Lion it, King was it Emma Stone I think it was who fell as Gwen Stacy mm -hmm. and you know but but that one because it was like it was tension because he he uses the webs and they do get to her but she like her spine bounces off the ground <laughs> before there's tension you want to know what which is that's good i liked that because that was like oh you actually feel that one right um yeah. see but the only movie to me that did it well sam was the lion king <laughs> well the original I, I wouldn't even the lion king that's just it's animation right i'm saying movie like real people right because animation it's easy the to do that because you can have What's it called? Uh, the li No, the live action. No, we don't talk about the Lion King live action. Get out of here. Um, no, no, we don't. No. Um, I'm talking about like movies with real people and the whole falling from a height trope. That's what I'm talking about. Animation, it's a little bit easier because that's like literally how every Disney parent dies. Like that's not new. Um, but anyways, yes, back to this movie. Did you way to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> so back to this movie, right? So that happens. Um, to Michael's point about how uh, kind of like they didn't really show the white spikes until the stairwell scene, I, I kind of agree with you on that. Like that was done intentionally. But I don't know if you remember before they actually jump into the future, 
um, one of the one of the uh, women, one of the people who was enlisted, was kind of like, uh, "What do the like? What do the white spikes look like?" Right? And the sergeant goes, "Like we would have like showed images of them to everyone on Earth right now, but we don't want to because we don't want you to give into your anger or something stupid like that." Right? Which was also yeah. like cause panic. Well, yeah, she said something about anger. I heard anger, right? So I was like, when I heard it wasn't anger, the anger it wasn't the anger, Sam. She said that if we showed them to people, no one would go to the to fight the war. Oh, oh, I mean, I, I yeah, guess they oh. didn't want to scare yeah. people. I mean, I'm sorry. Right. If you see something that looks like that, and you say the only way to kill is to shoot the belly or the neck, I wouldn't go fight that. I'm war. running the other direction so yeah. fast. Well, yeah, but then no one. Yeah. But then you're also sending them in without even letting them know hey bullets don't work on these things unless you shoot the belly like at least like you, you don't have to tell them what they look like just say neck and belly right I, I, oh actually no actually no i'm wrong because she did tell them she told them neck and torso she said that yeah. yeah she said that okay so never mind that 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 criticism is out the window um but anyways yeah so there was that part so when she did say that i thought i personally thought i heard anger apparently i did not um, so I was kind of expecting it to be some kind of like, uh, kind of human alien based conflict or something. Like I don't know if you get what I mean. I, I, maybe it was something like humanity brought upon itself, but not realizing. I thought it was going to be one of those type of situations, but it wasn't. It was just a bait and switch. Yeah. Yeah, like I, you know, I thought it was going to be like you know white people showing up to North America and screwing the the indigenous people over type scenario, but it wasn't. Um, but I thought that that just be the aliens doing that to us. But yeah, I thought that would have been a cooler premise, but it was not. Um, but anyways, it's just like a hive mind type situation. Yeah, which is like we've seen that a lot already where like the key to ending this it's war is ki killing the queen. Right. And it's like, <sighs> you know, like we saw this Except in the, Great Wall so as well. Even actually killing the queen. Yeah. At least this was just like kill all of them. It was a swarm, not a hive mind swarm. Yeah, but then she she did she did mention that um, they pro they protect the females very like jealously, right? Because they're more focused yeah. on like keeping their populations up or keeping the which is kind of like it's kind of like serious? yeah they that's what his daughter said to him when they first met, where the, like the males are yeah. very aggressive and they're concentrated on protecting the females because they they're trying to keep their their population or their re yeah. reproduction up, right? So when she said that already, I was like, oh, Basically okay. Basically operating this is... a colony of bees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's where I was like, okay, this is going to be a kill the queen type situation. Got it, right? I just knew that's where it was heading, which that's where it was, right? Because the same queen that died that kind of like called the whole swarm to the research facility is the same queen that him and his dad killed at the end <laughs> in the third act. Um <laughs> So it, it was like, yeah, you just got to kill the queen. Um, so that was kind of interesting, but also very cliche. Um, I thought having a Kevin Hart character that wasn't really Kevin Hart was a was kind of refreshing. <laughs> because um, the nine black guy. Yeah, because I, I thought yeah, he was shut up. I thought he was okay I, I to be honest. I thought he was I okay. I didn't. I I I, I thought he. He he kind of we could accurately have removed him. No, I wouldn't say that because I thought he kind of accurately portrayed like a person of his personality in that situation. I thought he did that fine. He was okay. I know, but we um, could have removed him completely from the storyline and it would have changed nothing. Changed. nothing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's why he was comic relief. Comedic that's relief. all it was. Yeah. That's that's all it was. Comic relief. Was, I was yeah. gonna say comic relief that wasn't even yeah. funny. That's why I said it. he was just he was comic relief. Um both him and the other black dude was, who was like seasoned as well. Like he, that dude wasn't yeah. comic relief, but I don't know why he was there. <laughs> like he, like, and they okay. dropped like a cancer bomb too, which is like, oh, oh you could have used anything. You could have said maybe like him and his wife got. I thought it was gonna be like maybe him and his wife got enlisted at the same time, and they like killed his wife. So now he's just out for revenge and just keeps killing them. You know, oh. maybe it'll. I and thought then, it'd be something like that, but yeah. I don't know. It doesn't really bother me either way because 
like I went into this movie with the mentality of all this is just an excuse to get to the shooting aliens, right? Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Uh, also, the, the cancer thing is just an I interchangeable mean, part. Should we also, have a chance to say yeah. our initial. Yeah, part? I was just I was just gonna give my final criticism of this movie because bullets didn't work. We agree, right? But if yeah. if all of the things we've watched and all of the things I'm aware of, just in general, you know how people are always like zombie apocalypse. I'm gonna put spikes on my caravan or whatever, and like that'll protect me from zombies. Realistically, things would go the Zack Snyder way and just nuke stuff, right? Because bullets didn't work, but you know bombs dropped by the 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 scramble jets worked. You know, I assume Molotov yeah, cocktails would work. Um, flamethrowers would probably work, you know? So I'm like, these things should not be a problem as much. It's like, imagine us, imagine the world being attacked by, like, uh, an overpopulation of lions that could shoot spikes. That's essentially what this was, right? Yeah. There, there would, would be... would work in that case. Yeah, but, but you get my point, right? Like, if fire worked, you know, like, bombs were... Grenades, I assume, would work. So, like... RPGs would work. <laughs> Tanks would work. We're just you know? supposed to take for granted that they got beat in some, in some sense, right? Yeah, you know, which is like the whole world got taken out by these things that yeah. that bombs could kill, you know? So anyways, that's just my thing. You could have, like, gone full Donald Trump and, like, you know, sequentially bomb striked, like, all the females at once. I don't know. Coordinate with Russia. <laughs> Figure it out. I thought the I thought the established ideas like they didn't know where they came from. They just showed like they just quote unquote yeah. showed up in the mind, right? So they didn't know where all the like let's say female queens were. Like so they didn't know where all the hive nests were. They just knew they randomly show up every for like six days and disappear. Yeah, so but like, then but then that's my point, right? That's we, still we're, we're underestimating okay, humanity's but, capabilities. That's what I'm saying, essentially. I'm not I'm not trying to underestimate it. Like, I'll do it after Pam's initial thoughts. Mm-hmm. If I even bother going back to it. Right. Okay, that's fine. Pam. Okay, so I didn't hate this movie. I didn't love this movie. Um, the dialogue was horrible. The action was palatable for being what it is, which is a alien apocalyptic war film. Um, I did enjoy the creatures. I thought they were really, really creative with that. Like, that was not at all what I was expecting. I'm not going to lie, when we didn't see the creatures and all we heard was that mechanical clicking, uh, all that, I was like, and it was all smoky. Oh god, is this a lost situation where it's going to be the fog is the alien? Like, that's what we're finding, the fog. And I was like, if that is the case, I'm done. I'm not even watching this because then it's going to just go the way of Lost and suck. Anyways, um, the creatures were cool. Um, did they need the last 40 minutes of the movie? No, I feel like there's a better way they wanted to take that route where they're going back into destroying the hive before it even happened they could have worked it into the original plot somehow um or i know i don't want i'm not a like what's it called a malt trilogy or series movie usually but i would almost much rather have them like end it where he comes home and then like uchi said self-fulfilling prophecy where he leaves his family and the whole reason he leaves his family is to find the second movie plot which would be the end of the first movie and finding how to mass produce this toxin and destroy the the hive kind of thing um i will admit the one thing i did appreciate in that um ending part where they're going across the glacier on the uh, skidoos and they're in that triangular formation that I appreciated because usually, like, as they talk about how they're looking for electrical mono- uh, abnormalities and stuff like that, that's something we do. That's a formation we take when we do field walking. So you'll have your point person, and then you'll work your way across. I just thought that was kind of nice that yeah. they did it, that part somewhat accurately. Even if it might have purely been cinematic. <laughs> yeah, it might have totally been c- cinematic, but it, it was cinem- cinematic, and it was also... Uh, I would say tr- mostly true to form, 
Um, I mean, there was parts of this movie that were absolutely ridiculous, but I mean, it is what it is. A zombie, or not zombie, a alien apocalypse war movie. And we've touched on a lot of the points, and I feel like I don't need to repeat a lot of them. I mean, the acting was not atrocious. I think it was more a case of uh, the material they had um, to work with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Chris Pratt did a relatively good job with yeah. like the, the script. Well, exactly. With what they were given, I think they did a pretty decent job. Um, yeah, overall, the ending, like you said, got... Was it for Zack Snyder's? <laughs> I was going to say, like, the death the, sequence the itself. The death scene, the way she's the for, yeah. Yeah. for yeah. Zack Snyder's. Um, I'm trying to think of... There was a movie cover. Like, you know how there's all those white spikes at the bottom and the queen's falling and you can see all their tentacles and stuff and there's falling? Isn't there a movie cover where that is almost the same thing but it's zombie hands reaching up and someone's falling into the zombies? Yeah. Pretty sure that's a Zack Snyder movie as well. I think so. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I thought. I'm like, okay, I've seen this before, so that's why this scene gets... If it is a Zack Snyder movie, then that is why it's getting the appropriate four out of five Zack Snyders. Um, yeah, overall, I don't want to say this. Like, this movie was uh, trash, but it was palatable trash, and... Yeah. I enjoyed it up till that, I'd say, the hour and 24. 30 minute mark. I think it was 1.30 where it started to Yeah. Also, and then it just kind of went too long and imploded on itself. Does any know, anyone know why the rest of them on the ship woke up after like the first seven were injected with the dose? Like, like why? Uh, that's so, another, it's an action movie trope. Action, but, action movie trope? It's like, based in like, some scientific... Act. But also, the, the dying ones are screaming, making a lot of yeah. noise. So, not only that, but I know there's some creatures, like especially insects, that when a member of the hive dies or isn't attacked, it releases a pheromone that causes the others to come to its aid. But I feel like that right. is going above and beyond the educational but, level of this movie. But also, it was implied by the way they came to the Queen's defense that there is a psychic link between the creatures. Yeah. Right. So. Okay, but but also they're not supposed to. So th- why they hadn't attacked all this time is because they, when when they're below they zero, right? When they're below zero, they they did just stay in hibernation, right? That's kind of what we. No, were. no, that wasn't established. They just said the ship was trapped under the ice, and yeah. that the ship fought out and they got out. That's all we know, right? Because. The way, like, when they go onto the ship, right, the, the hallways were kind of, like, cleared out, right? So I assume, mm-hmm. like, they were stuck in stasis and mm-hmm. something in the future shifted the, woke them up, right? Who knows? Yeah, Maybe someone's... Know, the glacier moved and rattled the ship a bunch, right? And they're awake now. Someone might have come across yeah. them, woke them up by mistake, and now they're out. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, okay. the guy who woke them up sure as hell wasn't going to survive. Like, honestly, honestly, when they're like, we're going to go to the ship and we're going to kill them ourselves, I was like, no, you're the dumbasses who probably started the future war. Or the tomorrow war. I was seriously wondering if that was going to, like, was going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. If they were going to be the ones to, like, shake the boat or whatever. I would almost enjoy that where it's like, well, this just came full circle. Oh, well. Also, another part that equally didn't make sense was when he came back with the cure and you know the kind of going back to the future you you couldn't do that anymore and the government official was kind of like we're strained at the moment and like even russia's on edge so we can't right and i'm like we've been we've been drafting people for how long and like you're still not like taking this here like i'm so confused right now like what (laughs) you know like they came back with the cure to use now and you're saying you don't want to use government resources quote unquote like what <laughs> you know? yeah. so, it's, I, all, it's again it's another action movie trope the the pencil pushing bureaucrat that doesn't do anything so you need like five plucky underdogs to go save do the it world do right? I was it's gonna anti-government 
I'm it's so tired. Michael and I should know all about pencil pushing bureaucrats in our jobs. <laughs> well, I actually it's, run, or it's not even that. Office. It's just if it was realistic, literally the whole world would be like, yeah, it's if there's a cure, use it. If it was realistic, there's no way the whole world agrees to do the draft together. Yeah. Let's be honest. That would have like completely imploded immediately. <laughs> like immediately. Like so you tell me the whole world agreed with like fifty soldiers be like, let's let's go just, to the future. Just together. look at how the G eight meetings go. I think Okay, that's no, yeah. no. Meetings. But here's look the thing at how though. Those go. Those here's are the just thing a though. Example of I how feel the like, world would function if something like this ever happened. I feel like the fact that time travel was made known globally to the world during the World Cup. Like, that's already like, oh, oh, okay, this changes everything. Like, that's already that's already a thing. If someone's like, I don't believe them, it's like, well, go to the future and find out, right? Like, you can, they can easily prove you wrong if you were doubting them, hey. which is probably what happened, right? Someone, people are probably like, we don't believe you until they probably sent, like, four or five people in and they came back and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, they're not lying, you know? Um, Honestly, so, this is why I'm not overanalyzing the movie. Because yeah, so that part so is believable. Points. That part's believable. But my my thing is, we've been sent drafting people all this time. The twenty percent, you know, what? Even the people who come back and they're just like going to AA meetings and stuff. And the find the last person to come back before the link to the future is severed came back with the cure. So clearly, the plan to send people to the future has worked. And as soon, as soon as he comes back with the cure, that's when the government decides to go, our resources are strained, we can't help you anymore. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. No, like, just that's the when the world, wormhole just convert, conveniently Honestly, implodes no. on itself. Yeah, it's like the you solution is right this? here. <laughs> the solution is back. You know He's why here. they did it? That's the reason why it's movie logic. Because they needed to find a way to now bring in his dad and so the fire yeah. then can be... The plucky heroes who saved the world instead of it just who being like. Who plays a... dad? His dad. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. But but yeah, like my point is like. Omni Man and Star Lord lay a <laughs> beat down on the flood. How, how much because... more sense? No, wait. Yeah. How much more sense would it make if the government did actually listen to them? They went and found an expert. They analyzed the stupid. Wyco, they actually went to a proper volcanic expert instead of some high school kid, kid like yeah, 15. Yeah, and now they're like, okay, it's in Russia because logic and it's because of this volcano and the ice and it's climate change that's destroying the planet. Hint, hint, extremely exaggerated wink, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, look, I just want to say something. <laughs> the thing Remember is. We talked about watch where we had to go to Russia for something. It's a reason to start a war with Russia. That's why it had to happen in Russia. Like, look, like Michael says, if we tr you can try to overanalyze this movie, but we'll be here for like five, six hours, right? At the end of the movie point, this movie is kind of stupid. It also, makes no logical sense. Also, those things times. don't those things don't fly. So, like, if they if they're in Russia, that's all fine and dandy. They could they could probably cross the land bridge to Africa if they go through the Middle East. Okay, that's believable. Um, but how they did they get all to the way to that base in the, yeah. the ocean? Oh, I guess they, they did. Them. I mean, yeah, they, so they we're, yeah. we're going to assume they can swim across they, the Atlantic. Wait, okay, Sam, <laughs> Sam, they could also cross the the North Atlantic, the North the Barren Strait well. thing. I mean, I guess. I guess. Okay, okay. I guess that part's fine. Here's the uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you start thinking really hard about the movie, it's just going to make it harder for you. This, to this is not a movie that's supposed movie. to be thought about. <laughs> then, I, okay, this is the, the point that I forgot to bring up. No, you're okay. stupid. I'm not trying to give this movie say... a pass. I don't say, like, don't criticize it for its stupidity, because it's very stupid. <laughs> and, like, this stupid. is 100%. I don't think Rose is stupid. I just... Yes, Pam. It's 100% what? This is 100% a movie my dad and I would watch and both enjoy while my mother is going, you guys watch crap. Yeah. I'm just thinking about look, this logically, just if, being like, do you know how even big the earth is for th that? those things to just take over? If, like, I, so many if I sat here and tried to analyze and think hard about this movie, I would, I'd be in pain. It's not worth my energy. It's mm -hmm. not worth 
by brain matter. It's not worth it. This movie is very stupid. It it's trying to base off the idea that, look, <laughs> aliens showed up. We're gonna kick alien butts by sending people to the future. Figure it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it tried to be smarter than it actually was. It tried to make itself smarter than it mm-hmm. actually was. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just again. This is where me and Alex, Michael's brother, would agree on humanity being tougher than movies make it look sometimes. Because as human beings, don't forget yeah. we have survived. We survived as cavemen but, when bears and wolves and all yeah. these things are a thing. And all that exists. And the weakness of these think, other things is just their necks and their bellies. Like, come on. We could figure it out. That's not a big deal. We can. <laughs> but then it won't be an entertaining movie. Or it won't even be a yeah. quote-unquote movie. Or you have to buff the monsters up to a certain extent, right? Uh, yeah. I guess. Then, so... Here's the way I look at it, is this movie is full of really stupid plot points. But I think, and I genuinely do believe this, like despite the garbage dialogue, that the emotional beats of the story are actually really well put together. Like if if they were to tweak the connective tissue between all the major sequences of the plot, like it, if you would break down the plot as in he says X to his daughter when she's young, inspiring her to be the best. He's mm-hmm. now drafted. He's now put in the future. He now meets daughter in the future if you to break all those plots down i think you, those beats down i think you have a really good movie like structurally it's good but it's just that the, what they used to fill in the gaps just kind of wasn't i have a question for michael it go for it think about how the queen died in the third act and tell me that doesn't verify what i was saying that was dumb I was <laughs> Tell me that doesn't so, verify my be, point. I, I, I want okay. Let me let me put an asterisk on my previous statement. The movie was good if it ended minus forty minutes before it actually did. He killed this movie and in classic like 40, Tarzan style. Like <laughs> he Look, had the claws. Oh my god! You could kill them with a knife. <laughs> you, just, you just use a knife. <laughs> it was so dumb. It's that's it's the... that actually. <laughs> for me it kind of took like i'm not like it took the initial premise of we're going to send people to the future to fight the war right mm-hmm. and we're going to save the world it took that initial idea and like okay that's kind of stupid and it kind of made it work for me right it's like mm-hmm. oh okay so you're using the people from the past to fill up the fill the gaps in the future and you can do that because all the people you're sending died before the war broke out right mm-hmm. that was fine but then it just, and like Michael says, like those emotional beats, right? They're not fine. It's still laced with dumb dialogue, but it's fine. Right. Then you start adding on stupid logic, though. That's when this movie really breaks down. Its movie is not as bad, but it's very stupid. <laughs> That's the worst part. Everything yeah. around this movie is very stupid. Mm-hmm. Everything past the time machine stopping to work is extra stupid. What year did the That's, did they like first show up? Do you guys remember? Uh, twenty forty nine. Okay, and you're telling me we don't even yeah. we don't even have piloted drones that could just shoot <laughs> necks and bellies. It's Sam. I, yeah, I I, 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 know, I know, I know. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I know. I know. Sam, let's if they try to, you just have to buy it, right? Because maybe like piloted drones stop working, right? <laughs> maybe before twenty. 20- 49 there was a massive collapse in the world right global global warming killed them all there's all these like little conditions that you could tack on but do you want that six hours of setup to get to our do you want that huge (laughs) that has nothing to do with the movie let's just let's cut to the chase I would have, I would have prepared i would have preferred this no preferred it if they just said the aliens showed up like next year and like, yes, this is thirty years in the future, but like, really, they showed up like next year. So that that would have like kind of like they could have just used that to explain. Oh, the reason why we're not as technologically advanced is because like they attacked like next year, right? So obviously, when that's going you, on. But then now you have the problem with time paradoxes. <sighs> I, yeah, I guess. It, it, I, see. It's so stupid. The point point is, don't overthink this stupid movie. You're wasting your energy trying to overthink this stupid movie. (laughs) 
This movie was not meant to be thought about. This movie was meant to entertain you while you're like getting pissed drunk on cheap beer. He'll be uh, this is a, this movie. movie you wait, watch wait, wait. with your friends while you're stoned out of your face. Here's my here's my thing about this movie now. Yeah. This movie did not try to think that it was smarter than it is. <laughs> I guess it? so. Yes. It did not try to think that it was smarter than it is. I guess so. Listen, this movie didn't say that the characters were in an endless cycle of being trapped in a safe. So yeah. Yeah, this movie is not trying to justify how the time travel works. Just like it works, deal with it. It's like where did the aliens come from? We don't know. They're here. Deal this, with it. you know, this movie doesn't get Zack Snyder's. This movie gets my bays. Yeah, this movie. Yeah. Oh my god, I have forgot about that. Oh uh, yeah, oh, yeah. This, movie is, this is a solid eight out of ten Michael Bay's. Yeah, yeah. This, this movie yeah. is just literally like, yeah, it's there. Deal with it. And you know what? I have a confession to make. Dumb action sci-fi movies are my jam. I oh my that goodness. is my guilty pleasure, and I liked this movie because of that. I did oh not goodness. care that the dialogue was crap. I had a blast watching this movie up until the third act. Like, like I said, like this, that the act ruined a lot of this movie for me, right? But the first bit, I was kind of like entertained watching it. Yeah, and except that it's the, begin, the beginning of it's the like, movie okay, where they. He's talking to his daughter, tap forward a couple times to skip past the boring dialogue. <laughs> you know, the beginning the of the movie. This movie. The beginning of the movie where they ask the black dude that's gone on three tours, "Hey man, if there's any information you can give us, like that'll totally help out. Let us know." And he doesn't tell them necks and bellies. He just waits till they're in trouble and then slide cancels into well, shooting. Yeah. Into shooting the jugular yeah. with the it's like yeah. necks yeah, and bellies. That's how it works. <laughs> he looked at that, that guy and that old lady, and he's like, "These these folks aren't surviving." Oh my goodness! <laughs> no. he, he had a very good point. He's like, "If you say try to save your friends, you get them get them killed." Guess what happened? He tried to save the, his friends. He got them killed. <laughs> See, again, that wouldn't be a problem so if you just gave everyone here. grenades. Because so grenades could have killed these things so easily. For some reason, grenades sorry, didn't exist. I, uh, did you really want to give that annoying black guy a grenade? Grenades, flashbangs. I'm sure flashbangs would have worked on them too. There's so many things that could have worked. Back himself. They're organic Wait, beings. Yeah. Flashbangs would have definitely worked on those things. 100%. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, but Mike. don't forget when Wait, at the Sam, end Sam, when they stabbed the Sam. queen's eye, she couldn't see. Sam. Yeah. You're overthinking it again. <laughs> just, I'm just energy. I'm just saying. <laughs> if they if they have eyes, they can this be flashbanged. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This is a movie where you are expected to go, this is what the character said, therefore this is what's true, therefore this is all the parameters characters have to work with yeah, they will it is this movie is dumb enough that it needs to tell you the options like uh, you can think of a lot of logical things they could do but this movie is very stupid so this isn't a psychological uh, thriller yeah where is their logic in alien post-apocalyptic war movie starring chris pratt where we only see him with Rudolph once Okay, end, end game made more sense than this. That was kind of alien yeah, apocalyptic. It yeah, it did. It did. You know what? This yeah. movie is probably about the same caliber as Fast Nine. <laughs> like it's it's the same idea. It's dumb action. Don't think about it. Like come on, Sam. We we love the Fast and Furious movies, right? Granted, the Fast and Furious movies I are better than you. Think about it. But we try not to think about yeah, the logic of those the, movies. Okay. We think about the logic. Like, wait, this is kind of very Cars stupid. dropping out of helicopters. Not a helicopter, <laughs> a plane. Yeah, that's true. And then yeah. grappling hooks between cliffs. Yes, grappling hooks yeah. between cliffs. Don't forget mm -hmm. driving from a building to a building to a building. And also mag magnetically holding like a car up with his biceps. Like, yeah. Don't forget the rock flexing the calf. A cast off. <laughs> the most believable yeah. part about that movie. Oh my goodness. Like, I, I see like your I point. Said, Sam, I see your you point. You can sit here and logically think about why this movie should work and what humanity mm -hmm. can do better. But you're just wasting your time and your energy. Yeah, exactly. You can reason this till you're because the, the writers face, do it. But the writers did it, so why should we do it for them? Yeah. The writers exactly. intentionally didn't. That's the thing. The they were like, made it this stupid. isn't what people are here for. They're here to 
kill aliens, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Look, I can't. Like, I get it. I get okay, it. okay, okay, okay. I'm not giving this movie a pass. This movie's still really bad. Here's the question. Yeah, we should be yes. wrapping up soon, too, by the way. But yes. take on, would you rather take on a white spike, alien from Alien vs. Predator, or Predator? A white spike. That's a no-brainer. White, white spike. spike. Yeah. 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 Come on. That's a no-brainer. Is the fact that they're a horde. Yeah. yeah. Like literally, Jacked Santa and Chris Pratt were able to like two v one a white spike. And they and they killed it. They killed it with a talon. That's why I said classic caveman yeah. style. So, so what? what? Why would I want to fight the alien from Aliens? No. I'm still getting over the Jack Sandy like, comments. Like, come on. Like, Why literally. would I want to do that to myself? Anyways, give me a, give me a flashbang, I'll kill it. Um, anyway, yeah. This movie, waste of energy. this movie is dumb, but if you see the trailer and think, I kind of want to watch that, then you want to watch it. It's that simple. Uh, <laughs> palatable trash. Yeah. Wait, wait. If you're on the fence about watching this movie, don't watch this movie. But you're already committed to watching this movie. We're not going to stop. <laughs> That's oh, the exactly. truth of the matter. This is We're bringing back the Michael Bay rating scale. It's 8 out of 10 it, Michael it's Bays. Michael Bays. Oh, maybe, saying, maybe even 9. Six, six Michael Bays, not enough explosions. And I'm just here literally uh, shaking my head. There's explosions in the movie. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, point, yeah. Actually. Yeah. It's bad. Okay. Okay. Like, six Michael Bays and a Zack Snyder. And a Zack Snyder. I'm just here... Like, yeah. logic. I'm just here like... RPGs have been a thing since World War II. Machine guns have been a thing since World Damn. War II. Damn. Damn. Sam, stop thinking about it. It's not worth the energy. It's not worth the energy. For the love of God. Watch cool Space Marine Man. You know what? I think Jason Statham from last week wishes he was as cool as Chris Pratt. Oh my goodness. millimeter snipers were things since World War II that could easily shred through those things. Don't don't waste your energy, bro. You're overthinking it. You're using too many brain cells on this movie. Oh my goodness. It's not worth your energy. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm just saying, we're underestimating the power that a normal, a regular white man has to destroy things. White men are very gifted Sam. at destroying things. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> They're very Sam. good at Sam. killing things and making things explode. That's what that's what they were bred yeah. to do. <laughs> yes, Sam. But Sam, in this movie... Of I would love to... Wait, wait, wait. wait. I would love to say wait, argue wait. that you are wrong or not. Wait, but Sam, in this movie, the white man is apparently the good guy. Oh, so... my God. <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> You just gotta have or or aliens or the white spikes spikes are white people from the future. You are the white spikes, the white man. Oh my god! What (laughs) path did that have to take? (laughs) They had too much Then then they came. Then they came back to the past to make sure that they dominated. But then they came back. They went too far backwards, so they got stuck under ice. Right, Sam. Sam. Yeah. That makes more sense than this movie. Does. So don't think about it too much. Can I say something? Uchi, Uchi's comment about too much spa, a spa, a Starbucks? Is that what, what I said? Yes, I said Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks turned them into white spikes. Like US Starbucks? You know what? You know what? I, I, have you seen me before coffee? Have you seen me before Starbucks? I think lack of Starbucks. They, they went back and ran out of Starbucks. Oh my goodness. So, All right. The white spikes are poorly Please evolved white girls without Starbucks. Without I'm their fucking spice latte. Anyways. I'm tired of this movie. Let's go. It's a wrap. Moving on. Catch next week for maybe when we eventually see Fast 9. Or Fight, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. This, is, this is just the internet's fault at this point that we aren't able to see it right now. Which is kind of annoying. Yeah. But yeah. Honestly... Next week we're watching Black Widow, which makes a logical sense because she died, but now she's alive again. <laughs> also, that actually looks entertaining too, with well well written dialogue. So I have hopes for that one. 
<laughs> is it coming out on Disney Plus? Yep. Yes. But okay. I you we'll can give the you can money. find it somewhere else too. But I would yeah. <laughs> we, we, Do the we high seas. We don't promote piracy here. No, we don't. We don't promote piracy on no, this we program. <laughs> we don't. We just condone it. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. Wait, In the 1600s, the, the most the most successful pirates were white spikes. I mean, white people. So you know, still, again, they're good at blowing things up, shooting things, Sam and apparently making things walk off the plank. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's wrap up. And go outside. The Tomorrow War. Go check it out. Okay, I cut. I cut on the British version. We're good. <laughs> oh my god. The Tomorrow War. Go check it out. If you love it, you love it. If you don't love it, go watch something else. And if you feel indifferent about it, then you're probably a white spike. So yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I thought you just gonna cut it there. <laughs> <laughs>